Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to another episode of Do You Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I am here with cookbook author Julia Tertian. You already know her because I posted about her new cookbook, Simply Julia, which came out in March, and like nine thousand people commented and they were like I've already made every single recipe 70 times and I've thrown out all of my other cookbooks and this is the only one I cook from thanks so much like welcome to the welcome aboard the train Caroline um Julia thanks so much for coming um that was so kind thank you so much for having me I am a fan of your show and I'm so excited to be here today this is great we are so excited to have you right before we hopped on to record we were just talking about our 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 pets um you have two dogs i have a dog and two cats we were just talking about their it's kind of like dogs are and i you and your wife don't have any children correct no just the dogs we used to have a cat but oh you know he is he is not with us anymore but he's you know in our hearts he's crossed the rainbow bridge yes exactly do you feel like sometimes children might be easier than dogs (laughs) (laughs) i i know that i often with friends of mine like close friends who have young kids I'm always like oh yeah same thing with our dog or like oh our dog did this just like your kid and I'm like are they offended because I wouldn't be offended but maybe hard for me to say I don't know I feel like this was like a slippery slope that I probably shouldn't like dip my toe in I love my dogs kids are great I, I, I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you would offend anyone. I'm just thinking about because we're still in the puppy stages of Lottie and all of my friends, you know, and I was also afraid too to be like, I have friends who have toddlers and then both also just gave birth to their second. And I'm very like, it, part of me wants to be like, same. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah, not same. But, um, but the, the friend who, um, who, whose puppy had the litter, um, and where I got my puppy has twins. And she said, hands down. Human, human twins. Human twins. Human twins. Yes. And she was like, oh, puppies, hands down. At least the first two weeks, like much harder. And that kind of made <laughs> me feel better. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like what what's what I'm jealous about, about the, the people with children as opposed to the puppies is the puppies sort of plateau around where a kid is <laughs> at about a one and a half. And that's just the rest of your life is <laughs> like, like, at least with children, you see them grow and evolve and with the puppy you're like how come you're five years old and still eating the mattress um <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm expecting our dogs to talk back to us yeah. one day. like I really think it's gonna happen and I guess if you have human children they do that does happen it's, tr- which it's really must true. be great I know all the time I'm like could you just tell me what's right. happening like, yeah, yeah. yeah. you yeah. get some payback with the humans with the dogs <laughs> you're just like like again waiting for the dog to poop the mattress out which is a true story you guys Lottie ate part of a mattress this morning and we're just waiting for all that to pass um Julia 
this cookbook is so good. I'm not know. Yeah, I'm not right. A strong pivot. Um, this cookbook is so good. Thank you. Um, I really love that, like, you know, anytime I read a cookbook with healthy in the title, mm-hmm. I get, like, a little, like, triggered. Um, yeah, me too. Me too. But, yeah. like, but healthy takes on, I mean, you kind of wrote this in your introduction. I know you've talked about this with other people, but just for those who haven't heard those interviews, who haven't read the introduction yet, there is healthy on the title, but health, you, you have a a broader scope for that word. Can you talk about that a little? Totally. I would be delighted to. So yeah, the subtitle of the book is, um, 110 easy recipes for healthy comfort food. Every time I say that, I like take a breath because I'm like, get it right. (laughs) Get it right. Julia. Don't get this wrong. What's the name of Um, my book? So, um, yes, so healthy is there and healthy is a loaded word. And just like you, I appreciate you sharing that. I have like a reaction when I see it on a cookbook, when I see it on a, you know, a restaurant menu, when I see it on food packaging, like anywhere where the word healthy is used next to something that has to do with food. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, who's selling me what? And usually I am very triggered having been someone who was so um, devoted to diet culture for as long as I was. And when I say that, what I'm really saying is that I think the word healthy is often used instead of the word skinny. (laughs) And healthy and skinny are just not the same thing. Like one does not equal the other. And so this cookbook, Simply Julia, is a book of healthy recipes, healthy cooking that has absolutely nothing to do with weight loss and has everything to do with having what I understand to be a healthy relationship with cooking and eating, which for me is one that is is positive, um, is loving, is like kind and generous, and there's a lot of gratitude and there's a lot of community and connection you'll notice I didn't say anything about like fiber or you yes. know protein or yes. anything. It's just about how we feel. And for me, this comes from like a deeply, deeply personal place because I've loved to cook my whole life, like forever since I was really little, but I've had a pretty fraught relationship with eating and I haven't had a very healthy relationship to the food I consume. And that's a relationship I've been working on repairing for a long time. And I just wanted to share that because I know what it's felt like for me to hear that shared by other people. And yeah, I wanted to put that in a cookbook. So that's a long answer to your question. It's a perfect answer. No, it's a perfect answer because flipping through, I mean, you're right like that. We need to sort of what I think you're doing is sort of reclaiming the word healthy Mm -hmm. in a way that doesn't mean like piece of salmon, three asparagus, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like measure your oil, um, Mm -hmm. like salmon, the size of your fist. I mean, like when Mm -hmm. you think healthy, you think people really trying to eat as little as they can Mm -hmm. and still feel, I don't know, like, and then, and then whatever that have a, a byproduct of that action, um, you know, whether it's losing weight or whether it's fitting into a certain size. And that's what's triggering for me, I think. And like, yeah. so you see the word healthy, but then you open up Simply Julia and you get like dumplings. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I'm into <laughs> it. I'm very into it. Like the shredded pork um, is so good. That was the first mm. thing that I met. Uh, oh, awesome. Uh, made and I did not want to share it with my husband. Um, it was what about of, your dog? Struggled. Well, she's already full from the mattress. Right, so, right. She, so she was like, oh, I'll pass on this one for now. But the cats were like, I'll take a plate. And then, you know, we got where we are. But like, you know, like the everything bagel hand pies, like the, everything in here is so 
the antithesis of what you would think about when you would see like a sort of 1990s health food, mm-hmm. low fat, no fat, no sugar, Atkins mm-hmm. diet kind of thing. And I, and I think you've sort of done a really good job at reclaiming that. Um, oh, thank you. And what better time, I mean, re- released right in the beginning of March, kind of as we came up to a year mm-hmm. of living through a pandemic to release a, a cookbook of food that people can feel really like nourished and comforted by. Um, did you have plans before? Because I know how long a cookbook can take. Mm-hmm. Was this in the works pre-pandemic? Yeah, I pitched the book and started working on it um, in basically like spring 2019. Um, So like a year before the pandemic began. Mm. And then it came out on just what you said, like the year kind of anniversary of the pandemic. Right. You know, more or less. And so when I started working on this book, obviously I had no idea <laughs> what was going to happen when the book came out, um, which is true every time you start working on a book, but this is definitely my first time putting out a book during a global pandemic. Um, but, you know, my love of home cooking and my celebration of my fellow home cooks, like that for me is has been my whole life and will be my whole life. Like that is not a trend that's not timed to anything in particular. That is just like what I believe in and what I will forever champion. Um, I basically believe home cooks are incredibly important and incredibly valuable and never get the credit they deserve. Like I'm someone who gets a lot of credit from home, right? Like that's very unusual. (laughs) Um, So I just wanna go around giving high fives to everyone who cooks at home because it's a big deal because it's a ton of work and a lot of thoughtfulness. Um, So anyway, so that was like always you know, on my mind. Sure. And then working on this book, I, I wanted it to be like the most practical book I've ever written. Like every chapter basically asks, answers one of the questions I get asked most frequently. Um, you know, there's a chapter of all salad dressings because I get asked about making salad dressing a lot. There's yeah. a chapter of all chicken recipes because that's like one of the most Googled things in the world. There's yes. a chapter of one pot vegan meals because they can be easy and fun and And then, you know, it evolved into also being a very personal book. There's a lot of other writing in this book. And so that was all pretty much done before the pandemic, the recipes, the writing. Um, But then when uh, COVID started, that's basically when I got into taking the photos for the book and started editing the book. So I got to kind of reflect on everything I just said against the backdrop of a pandemic that was, you know, affecting all of us in different ways and was also you know, putting a lot of people, if if we were lucky enough to be um, at home and, and cooking. <laughs> and so, yeah, when the book came out, I think it is definitely well-timed for, you know, a large group of people who are cooking at home more yeah. than ever. Um, but yeah, that wasn't like, I wasn't like, I'm going to make a cookbook that's <laughs> works well with a pandemic like, I mean, that was not the plan but it's incredible timing yeah yeah, yeah. you're we're coming out of this year with I think a lot more people who would describe themselves as home cooks than mm-hmm. they would have a year ago I'm not one of them um that's but okay. but I did but I did marry a home cook which well, is why that's probably I probably even smarter it's than right the rest exactly of us. <laughs> <laughs> which is why I do not feel any pressure to become one I just keep supplying recipes and I'm like hey this sounds doesn't this sound so fun you should totally make this um but yeah I mean but it's wonderfully timed but you've always been like I know that it probably is a little bit and and maybe I'm 
projecting or maybe I'm just guessing, but like, you know, no one wants to be seen as the person who's like, oh, wow, they 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 like capitalized on the pandemic and like oh, made it. but yeah. you've always been yeah. so community driven community minded yeah. in your cooking and food you've t- sort of harnessed that talent as a home chef and and served and that's the way that you serve and you show up for your community which I think is really interesting um and really authentic to who you are so the book just mm. is very authentic to me well, in thanks. that way just knowing your work yeah that's really kind thank you and it's your handwriting, that font. And that <laughs> yes. font is your handwriting. I confirmed yes. before we jumped on, you guys. Because I was like, what font is that? And I was like, you know what? I bet it's your handwriting. Was that, did do you like, is that, does it, does that handwriting come out of you naturally or did you have to perfect the way that you <laughs> I, write? Yeah. I tried not to like overthink it too much. Basically, <laughs> the decision to include the handwriting, it happened in a kind of funny way. And for anyone who hasn't seen the book, the title of the book is in my handwriting, but also every recipe title throughout the book is in my handwriting. Yes. Um, we did not make it into a font. I wrote each title many, many times, <laughs> like the art director picked whichever one worked. Wow. Um, so I tried not to overthink it because I just wanted it to feel natural. Um you know, just to how I would write things. I kind of wanted the book to sort of feel like my grocery lists, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that kind of like just feeling and sort of that, you know, just literal kind of like personal touch. But I will say in the process of writing all these things so many times, I learned that I write on a slant. <laughs> like my writing goes up <laughs> to the right. I was talking to my mom about it and she was like, I think it means you're like optimistic. <laughs> like it's going oh, up. Moms are so cute. Um, <laughs> I love, I love so that. So I had to like devise this thing where I would like, like, take a ruler and draw a straight line and um because it's not on line paper you know right. I was just taking pieces of like computer paper but I had to put this straight line underneath my paper like I had to figure out a whole thing but wow second grade anyway, all over yeah. again yeah totally totally and I'm like that's where I'm kind of my happiest like yeah I love that I mean I didn't actually realize like I like I I know you said, oh, it's not a font, but then I realized like while you were talking just now, you could have easily just written the alphabet in uppercase Mm -hmm. and lowercase and they could have just made that a font for you. But you literally, everything is written. Yeah. I mean, that may have been smarter. I'm not saying this was like the best (laughs) No, I love it. (laughs) I love it. Let's make life harder for ourselves. What else were you doing, Julia? It was a long year. Like, come on. Uh, I made my own yogurt at one point. Right. Everyone else was doing sourdough starters. You were like, I've been there. I'm just going to do this whole book (laughs) in my handwriting. It'll be super easy. Um, I really love it. And I also think like you're right. Home chefs and home cooks do not get enough attention. Mm -hmm. It is so. And I know this from living with someone who does it. And my brain just doesn't work this way. Like I'll open the fridge and see nothing. And my Mm -hmm. husband will see like 19 different things we can eat. And it just, I thought that would rub off on me in the last seven years. And it just hasn't. (laughs) I still open the fridge and I'm like, we have nothing. He's like, we have so much food. And I'm like, we have nothing. And what I'm really saying is there is no frozen pizza in the freezer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. So like, it is really, you're right. We don't give enough credit to people who can like, really visualize see Mm -hmm. and execute something in their own kitchen and because yeah we're always looking for like oh well what are your what's your resume what are your accolades and I think it's even 
cooler to be like oh nothing like i just really i mean not you're not nothing you are the new york times bestseller but i think it's very cool for i mean but i think it's cool for that people. doesn't mean what i think no, people but think it means you but, know what i mean like yes, for someone yes, to yes. come up with like i'm, I'm with you i'm spices totally spices and ingredients mm-hmm. and and be able to understand how much salt is needed or not needed mm-hmm. in food I don't have that talent Mm -hmm. and anyone who's eaten anything I've ever made on my own can tell you that it just, (laughs) it's pretty incredible. Well, I really appreciate hearing this, especially from someone who's like observing it. Like, and (laughs) it's also, it reminds me, you know, I feel the way it sounds like how your husband feels like I open the fridge in my house and my wife is like, we need to pick up food. And I'm like, no, we don't. Yeah. And then I make something and she's like, where did this come from? Yes. And I'm like, from the things you were just looking at. Right. So like, I really identify with your husband there. <laughs> and it's funny because when I think about it, I think that moment happens in so many other like departments within households or just in life mm-hmm. in ways that I have no talent for (laughs) or ability for like there's people who can like walk into a rundown building and be like oh if you move this wall and do this it's gonna like look this way like you can see that sort of vision or like someone who can write fiction (laughs) like oh my god how do you do that like how do you come up with these ideas and stuff and so I feel like you know this kind of same moment of just like seeing something and seeing what's required to make it that thing that doesn't quite exist yet like architects, um, landscape people, gardeners, like, you know, people do this all the time. I just, you know, with along with your husband, like doing it in the kitchen. So anyway, I never thought about it this way, but I'm I'm into this train of thought. It's really true. And I can relate to Grace in that I'm like, where did all this food come from? He's like, it's all the non food you said we didn't have. (laughs) It's all that that food you poo-pooed a half hour ago. Ingredients. They're ingredients. (laughs) I'm like, I don't understand. And then he's like, I can try to explain to you. I'm like, no, I'd rather think it's magic. Don't don't tell me anything. Don't I don't want to. You know what? I think that's great. Because you probably really enjoy it. Like a musician, like I've spoken to musicians who have a hard time just listening to music and enjoying it because they're like dissecting it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is such a great song. I can't tell you why. It's just like fun. Just enjoying it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't just learn to, to cook. Exactly. Stay where you are. <laughs> I just, yeah. And Dan is very big on like, I know, well, I'm never gonna learn to cook. So now I have your blessing and I appreciate that. Um, and Dan is, and Dan has a hard time going to restaurants because he'll, mm. he'll, he can appreciate a restaurant, but like more often and not in the last year, cause we really haven't even gone out to a restaurant at all, but it's like a really big deal for him he wants to eat food that he cannot make at home. Yeah, like yeah. he's really big on like, I need to go somewhere where someone does something so well yeah. that it would be really difficult for me to recreate. And not like in a cocky way, but in a like, you know, if I'm going to have a, an eating experience, I want it to feel like I'm elevating yeah. my my knowledge about X kind of food where I'm like, can we order yeah. burgers? Like, can we, what about like that? Like, what about this thing? Or like, can we order pasta is the thing that he like, I think is going to divorce me over. Cause he's like, oh, okay, let's yeah, definitely spend $26 on pasta. We couldn't possibly make it for 90 cents at home. Does Grace cook at all? Or is she like me where she's yeah. like, okay, cool. No, she totally cooks. She's like the best breakfast cook. Nice. She makes like the best eggs. She makes great pancakes, like all that kind of stuff. Um, And then like more lunch and dinner kind of food. Like she, I mean, she should answer this, not me, but we talk about it all the time because I think she 
she like likes cooking, but she doesn't like love it. Like she'll do it. And I think she's like a very good home cook. Um, but I think if she never had to make dinner again, <laughs> like she wouldn't be sad. Like sure. I would be sad. Like I would feel like something was taken away from me. Like, yeah, but I think she'd be totally fine with that. And but she, like when it comes time to do it, she's yeah. happy to like whatever she makes. I don't, I feel like I'm talking too much. She's a great cook. You're on a podcast where you are invited <laughs> to talk. We I'm just like, am I about to, to like say something no. about my wife? No, you're joking. No, I'm just saying we obviously, we all know who we married, I think is the point. She's like, I don't ever want to cook dinner again. She's like, oh, my partner does that. Great. Uh, and I did the same. I think that that's wonderful. It's I'm a little jealous that she can cook a good egg. I am of no use to anyone. I take the animals like outside while things are happening that's where I can be helpful that um, is very helpful <laughs> look thank no, you truly. so much I really who, who feeds the pets we split um okay. divide I am more dog oriented okay. Dan is more cat oriented and um but we fill in when we have to he has the dog mm -hmm. at the park now because she only barks when I'm recording episodes oh. It's yeah. really, it's a really amazing feat of timing, but, um, I'm honestly impressed. We've gone this far into our conversation and you haven't heard our dogs. So I'm just going to knock on wood very lightly. So they don't <laughs> think I'm knocking on the door. Um, okay. That's amazing. If we hear them, I like, I love the sounds of people's home situations anyway. And you'll probably hear my cats scrappings sort of, I wish we could take them to the dog park too. Unfortunately, they would not fare well there. Um, speaking of homes though, you guys mm -hmm. are now full-time, um, out of New York city, correct? Yeah. And we have been for a while. Um, six going on seven years. Oh, We've, I didn't realize that. I thought yeah. that this was more of a recent development. No, no, like way pre pandemic. Amazing. Um, and I feel extremely grateful for our home. I've always felt that way, but especially over the last year, especially to be like settled where we live. Um, and by that, I mean, like, we're very lucky to be very comfortable in our home. And also like, we're surrounded by people we know and like community, like yep. we've gotten to know our neighbors. And um, that has been just such a, I don't know, something I'm just very, very grateful for. It looks so idyllic. And it's very cool. I, I thought this was, a, a I just assume anyone who is in a house did it in response to the <laughs> pandemic but i think very very ahead of the trend you guys yeah, i mean really no, i'm glad we were too because i don't know that we could afford no. <laughs> to, you know move where we are now because things have changed a lot it's recently. wild so yeah, yeah it's really wild yeah but let's talk about your out of office reply email oh. because when we were scheduling yeah. this episode um julia and i were going back and forth about dates and times and then all of a sudden i get you know, uh, not necessarily out of office, but a more of like, I'm not sitting at my computer all day. Mm -hmm. So it might be a, a few before I see this email. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to do that. Um, <laughs> I want to not sit at my computer all day. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. Yeah. Why my bounce back is up. Yeah. Let's talk um, about your bounce back. So my bounce back, the subject line is gone farming. Yeah. Like gone fishing. <laughs> um, so I... Uh, I don't know, five or six weeks ago, something like that. Um, I started working full time at my favorite local vegetable farm um, where I am on the farm crew, the seasonal farm crew. And it's a full time job that I will have through like Thanksgiving, basically. Excellent. And so I set up this bounce back because for at least eight hours a day, um, I am not home. I'm not at my computer. I'm not on my phone. That's part of why I applied for and took this job. Um, 
It has been so wonderful. I love it so much. I'm also really nervous for when it gets really hot because I think I'm just going to wilt. Um, but I have like all these different water bottles. <laughs> You're like preparing. Store. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, like you can put the hat in water and it's supposed to keep you cooler. And I was like, should that be my thing for oh the podcast? God. But I haven't tried it yet. So okay. I can't really vouch You'll for it. You'll come back again and okay, tell sure, us about sure. it. Yeah. I also think you need to get the, you know, the 1990s squeeze breeze with the fan and the spray oh, and like hose uh, yourself Grace down. Grace bought me one. Incredible. Me one. Excellent. <laughs> I feel like we're all very much on the same. Anytime it's over 80 degrees, I become like a monster and need to be like near water at all times. I oh, get it. Totally. So totally. that is so cool. Yeah. So, so, so you are like. That's where I just doing like non-internet like it's so important yeah. to have a job with your hands I think that mm -hmm. takes you away from like mindlessly doom scrolling as Anne Helen Peterson yes. coined that yes. term um and I've thought about that but I still find myself on Instagram like all the time what yeah. was there like a breaking point for you that was like I need to pivot kind of. out um, I think there was like basically a lot of small breaks <laughs> over the years that like amounted to like a, I need to do this kind of thing. So basically, I have worked on cookbooks for my entire career, like starting like when I was in college, it's all I've ever done. Um, and I have essentially spent the last like 15 years working on about 15 cookbooks because I've done a bunch of my own, but also I've worked with a lot of other people on their cookbooks and I love cookbooks and I want to continue to love cookbooks. So I need a break from them. Um, and it wasn't necessarily like the cookbook work that got me burnt out. I got burned out basically. Yes. But it was, you know, it's, it's the, you know, everything we've all kind of lived through, but also just the amount of time I've spent on screens it just wasn't sitting well with me. I just didn't feel great. And something I've learned about myself, kind of going back to this like evolving relationship with myself, this, you know, attempting to have a healthier, happier relationship with myself. Something I've learned is like, I love being outside. Like I love it. Um, but I don't really want to go on like a hike every day or something. Like I like, I like doing tasks outside. Like I like, you know, being, we have a little garden, Grace and I, like, I like being in the garden. I'm a very amateur woodworker. Like I like making things, you know, I'm a that. home cook. Like I love using my hands yeah. and I've gotten to make this amazing career out of it by like writing about it and taking, you know, working with people to take the photos and sharing it and being on social media to share all this. And, you know, that's great. And I'm grateful, but that's not where I feel my best, at mm -hmm. least right now in my life. Um, so I just have gotten to know this farm because it's run by a couple. We've been part of their CSA for a while. It's 10 minutes away. Um, last summer, I started kind of like showing up there every now and then and just like, hey, can you put me to work? Because honestly, my anxiety, I've always lived with a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Some of it's inherited, some I made on my own. Um, <laughs> and I found at the beginning of COVID when my anxiety along with so many other people's went you know, way up. I felt so much better when I was outside with like a task and I was sort of ran out of things to do at home. <laughs> like you can only take out the trash so many times. And right. so I was like, called up my farmer friends, like, Hey, can I stop by? Like, I just, I think I need this for my mental health. And I loved it. And I love the work and I really love the people I was working with. And so, yeah, a few months ago, I was talking to um, this really sweet guy, Bill, who works at the farm. And he was like, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm good when I'm not on my computer. And he's like, you know, like they need someone for the crew this year. 
And I was like, I'm going to do it. And it was like, I went home and I was like about to say something. And I was like, you need to sleep on this. Like, this is a big thing. <laughs> yeah. But I came home and I spoke to Grace about it and I slept on it and I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And every time I thought about it, it made me feel excited, which was like not something I had felt in a while. So I kind of took a leap. I applied. I got accepted. I spent many hours on the internet trying to figure out which kind of boots I should get. And what and, <laughs> what, a, and what did you settle on? Okay, I know. well, I bought so many and returned so many because I have a very wide foot. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is, uh, maybe people already fell asleep. But anyway, no, I landed is, on, trust me. <laughs> just trust me. I, I landed on, have you heard of Muck Boots? I haven't. You know this company? I haven't, okay. no. I was going to think you were going to say Blundstones, but now. Oh, but so I tried those, but a little too tight on my feet. Okay. And it was rubbing too much. Um, I gave that pair to my mom because okay. they fit her well. And uh, anyway, that's not the question you asked. So no. Muck Boots, yeah, which tell is me about a like, great company. They make like, I have a pair that I use for like in the winter, like they're really warm and um, very tall. And they're really comfortable. So I was like, maybe they have a boot I like. And they just came out with this new, maybe this is my thing I should have brought to the table today, but here we are. Um, I don't know like the name of the style, but it if you go to their website, like it's like the first thing that comes up because I think it's a new shoe for them. And it kind of looks like a sneaker meets like a low boot and they're totally waterproof. They slip on really easily. They're so comfortable. Um, I, my feet like don't hurt as much as I thought they would at nice. the end of the day. Um, and they have been great. I'm really into them. And, um, yeah, I, I wish I remembered the style name. Anyway, you can email Grace me them me, after we chat okay, and perfect, then perfect. I can put them in the show notes. That would be awesome. Grace told me they look like a fashion sneaker. Oh, fun. I so mean, that's cool. That's fun. I mean, like, I like <laughs> the idea of you showing up to this job, like with your new outfit. And you're like, oh, I was I'm so nervous, yeah. <laughs> even though I already knew everyone and I had spent time there. I was so nervous. Like, what do I wear on the first day? Totally. And then I bought like these pants from Patagonia. But I was like, mine are so clean and new. And I was like, do I need to go like roll around in the backyard? Because like, <laughs> are they too clean? Anyway, I don't want them to think this fast. is my first day. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, what a nice, I think breath of fresh air in a way I think a lot of people would look at your job as you know not uh, as a cookbook author and say like wow like that's the goal for someone who really loves to cook mm -hmm. at home like what an amazing um wouldn't that be great if your whole job was that that's your job because for a lot of people mm -hmm. cooking at home is a hobby and it doesn't pay the bills and you work to be able to explore mm -hmm. your hobbies but what I think a lot of people don't realize is that when you are doing something you love it is still a job mm -hmm. um and that burnout becomes very apparent in ways that maybe it doesn't become apparent if you're working a job that is not necessarily like centered around your passion because mm -hmm. you become very because there's like parts of every job you've ever had any office job any like corporate job of which I've had many where you're like you kind of go into it knowing like I'm not going to like every single aspect of what I'm doing mm -hmm. and I'm not expecting it to so my expectations are lower when you're working a job where it's like the thing that you love every time you're not having fun mm. it's so painful you're so yeah. painfully aware of it that's a really good point mm -hmm. and you're like and it's kind of, bring, and as someone who also has anxiety, 
and who has been prescribed to Xanax since Donald Trump mm-hmm. got into office. Um, <laughs> I'm a Zoloft girl. But oh, there's room hey, for girl, all I'm, of us. Yeah. I mean, look, Julia, I do both. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm on a heavy cocktail. Um, you know, I think like it's it's like that can be really anxiety inducing because it also mm-hmm. just makes you question like like no corporate job has ever made me question every single thing about myself Mm. but every time Mm. I've done something full-time that's like I love writing and I'm now like writing books full-time or whatever every time I'm not having fun I'm like fuck like what have I done like maybe this isn't who I am maybe this isn't what's making me happy and I think like the idea that you can choose to keep the same theme you're still working with food Mm -hmm. you're still literally obviously Mm -hmm. it's all about community it's about being like an active part of your local economy it's Mm -hmm. about you know meeting the people that you live near and still doing the thing that you love and it doesn't mean like I don't love writing cookbooks and I don't love writing recipes and I don't love seeing my handwriting over and over and over and over and over (laughs) again until I get it right um it just means that like jobs in any form are like so difficult yeah like they're hard and it's okay to like pivot out of that and be like I'm gonna try something new and like I've never even thought of because I work for myself also um I've never even thought like maybe I should find something to to like help me step away from this sometimes that's still something mm-hmm. I love because right now I just sit on the couch yeah and like watch a lot of Bravo and I feel oh, like no one's yeah. gonna pay me to do that yeah um, wouldn't that be fantastic right <laughs> I yeah I mean I still spend a lot of time on the couch watching a lot of Bravo I yeah. used to spend more time doing that yeah and I have to say now that I'm farming my time on the couch watching Bravo I actually enjoy more <laughs> Because I, I don't feel like I'm like enjoying it more. I... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're like, it's special. Yeah. And I think I used to feel like because I work from home for, you know, over a decade, I also think another thing that happens, which I think a lot of people probably have experienced over this past year is like, when you work from home, when you're not working, I can only speak for myself. When I have worked from home, I have felt like when I'm not working, I could be working or I should be working. Yes. And when I'm working, I'm like, I could be watching Bravo. Right. I could be taking a nap. I could be whatever. Right. Like, and I feel never, I've had a really hard time feeling like very present in work or relaxation. And Mm. now that I'm working outside of my home and the job is like incredibly physical and tiring. Like when I get home, I just want to rest. And my home has become for me a much more like peaceful, restful place because it's, I'm, this is not where I'm working right yes. now. And that has been, I know this is probably like obvious to so many people, but this is like my first time having like it's a real true. job. And I'm like, oh, wow. And I'm also like not in charge. I'm not making yes. decisions. And I am How loving nice. that. And I also have zero desire to be like the best like I am like the oldest person like on the crew um and I'm not very old and I haven't been doing this for a long time like everyone's faster at everything than I am and I just feel like I just don't want to let my team down like that is my goal for the day I have no desire to be like the best like I don't want to like win at farming I don't want to start my own farm (laughs) like you know and like writing books and podcasts and stuff like things both you and I do like I don't know how it feels for you but like I've done this stuff because I love it and I care about it but also like we're put into systems where we're looking at like rankings and numbers and all this stuff and like I'm just like 
did I make all the radish bunches I was supposed to make? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, well, once you have to start yeah. monetizing something, it yeah. does. Sometimes the conversation does become about, you know, ranking and numbers mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. and audiences. And mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like very lucky because I really like the audience that we've built here. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's not it's definitely more fun. there's i have the percentage of fun i have is more than i've had at any corporate job mm-hmm. but you still there's still days where i'm like i'm the boss like why don't mm-hmm. i just like not answer any of these emails mm-hmm. but like if i don't then i'm screwed like i just yeah. like there's things i have to do that i don't want to yeah. do and like you know such is life and like wah, wah, yeah. wah. but like <laughs> before we get to your item i need to know what are you watching on bravo Oh, um, Real Housewives of uh, New York, yes, Real Housewives yeah, yeah. of Dallas, yeah. um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh my gosh! And then, most importantly, Below Deck. I've seen every season. I've never seen um, a Below Deck. That's the one. Oh my gosh! I have not oh my gosh! Into. Oh my I gosh! I know. I it's should try. So good. Really? It's so Is it good. great? Where I'm do like, I start? You can ask the people I farm with. I talk about Below Deck like <laughs> once a day. Have you gotten anyone who was not watching Below Deck at the farm into Below Deck? I think they're considering it. I love that. I don't know. Do you watch Summer House? I don't know that House? anyone's actually... Well, I haven't, and I'm really tempted, but I feel like that's a slippery slope. Julia, I will trade with you. I will watch Below Deck if you skip seasons one and two in Summer House. They were okay. getting their sea legs, and it was bad. Season okay. three, four, and five is honestly some of the best reality television I've ever so seen. So this is good to know, because I think I saw a few from like one or two, and I yes. was like, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. You could leave okay. it. Dan and I watched Summer House when Vanderpump Rules backed into it. You know, when you're like, okay. wait mm-hmm. a minute, I'm watching another mm-hmm. show. Bravo's mm-hmm. very good at that. Oh, um, yeah. And we didn't like it. And then all of a sudden, all of our friends were talking about Summer House, and we were like, oh, like, those losers. Like, we have such good taste. <laughs> Like that show sucks. And then everyone was like, skip seasons one and two. Okay. They'll do this enough good advice. They'll do enough flashbacks in season three where you can kind of get the vibe yeah. and you know, the relationships or whatever. Seasons three, four, and five are honestly some of the best television I have ever seen. And wow. for someone who watched like two two episodes or three episodes of Summer House in 2016 and then never wanted to return to it, I binged three, four, and five in like a month. Okay. It's so funny about you saying like you can skip them and like enough flashbacks because when Grace and I watch any Bravo show together, if one of us needs to, I don't know, go get like something to drink or go yeah. use the bathroom or something, we're all like we're always saying to each other like, oh, "You want me to pause it?" Yeah. And then we're both like, "I think we'll follow." Yeah. <laughs> like it's okay. Like, I don't think we're gonna miss any big plot twists. <laughs> The only requirement for like TV watching for me is like if I go pee or like get distracted for 15 minutes, am I going to be totally lost on the plot when I get when I return? Yeah. yeah. And for Bravo, the answer is never. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, Yeah. it's perfect. It's really, really perfect. (laughs) New York is off to a strong start watching all of these shows. um, Oh, and so the other thing about Summer House is three and four season three and four are kind of the same concept, you know, in the city Monday through Friday, go to the Hamptons back in the city Monday. For the pandemic, they were like, okay, we're all going to COVID test you, have you quarantine, and then we're going to throw you in this house for six weeks. You can all, it's a much bigger house. You can all bring your office stuff. We'll pay for it. Wow. No one can come in. No one can go out. It's all, it's, it's like Big Brother, Real World, Summer House. Oh my gosh. Survivor. It's so good. I'm really excited. It's so good. This sounds great. It's so good. Anyway, and I will watch Below Deck because I feel like yeah. maybe it's time. Yeah, it's pretty great. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Where do I start with Below Deck? Um, okay, so there's like a few different Below Deck franchises. I don't know what you would call them. Um, but there's like Below Deck Sailing Yacht Edition, which yeah. I think they're on their second season. Okay. And then there's like the classic Below Deck with the motor yacht. And the sailing <laughs> one is what's airing currently. Okay. I have to say, I mean, you don't have to choose, but if I had to choose, I would go with the motor yacht seasons. Okay. The sailing one, I think... I'm sure if you're on this huge sailboat and the sails go up, it's very exciting. But watching it from your couch, like they change the music. It gets like really like it's like this big <laughs> moment when the sails go up and it's kind of like, OK, um, Congrats no on offense your to sailors. Yeah, right, Sorry. Exactly. But I think they're trying to make the sailing kind of a big deal. But um, anyway, the motor yacht one, basically, there's a bunch of seasons. And for the most part, there's you can watch with Captain Sandy, who's okay. this awesome woman okay. who's the captain, or Captain Lee, who's this other guy who's very funny. Um, I really love Captain Sandy, just basically, because I'm a gay woman. And so is she and it's just cool to see like a woman running this boat. Um, but also any season with Kate Chastain, she's the head stew. Okay. She is so funny. Okay. She's so, so funny. So I would recommend any of those. I don't know off the top of my head what like season numbers they are because it's confusing. Okay. But just look for Kate Chastain Kate because she's Sandy. very entertaining. Yes. Excellent. Yes. But I, I, but Kate, sorry, this is very complicated. No, you got to tell Kate me. Kate often works with Captain Lee. Okay. Captain Lee is fine, but just. But we're anyway, there for these Kate. These are just things to know. Yes. I exactly. understand. Okay, good. I've been looking for a new show to suck me in and and that maybe this is it uh now that i'm done with summer house i'm very excited i'm very excited oh i'm like and we will keep in touch and oh, we yeah. will and we will discuss where we're oh, at yeah yeah um, no i'm gonna watch summer house like when we get off the phone i'm <laughs> you're like calling the farm my like, day off i can't come in yeah <laughs> you're like i have to quit the farm i've found summer house thank you so much i've really enjoyed my time here um well okay so now we have to know i know we spoke about it a little bit before we hit record and you were a little nervous because this wasn't technically a product mm-hmm. but you were very excited about it yeah. so i said let's just do it what okay. did you quote unquote bring to gd's yes. just bought it what I have brought is the recommendation to install Boomerang if you use Gmail okay. and to use Boomerang. I don't know. Is it an app? Maybe. It may be like an extension. I don't extension? use it. So like, okay. I don't also, okay. I'm not Gen Z. So like, okay. I've, I now don't know how to use any technology <laughs> or like organize my email. So like, maybe it's an extension, yes. maybe it's an app. I don't know. But like, it doesn't come with Google. Like you have to go find it correct yeah except i think maybe google since i've been using it for years on my wife grace's recommendation and she was telling me about it for literally like years like multiple Mm -hmm. before i finally gave into it and then i was like why didn't i listen to her sooner like what took me so long what is and i think i think it used to be an independent thing and i think maybe google has bought it okay i do have the money extension right (laughs) yeah they're doing okay they're they're doing doing okay okay. yeah exactly um it's an extension and app something it's something that if you um i'm sure there's people younger listening who are are like like, screaming (laughs) but google boomerang for gmail and then follow the instructions Okay. okay it is this thing you can basically embed into your gmail account 
and you can um there's like snooze on gmail now which is like kind of like boomerang light but it doesn't do everything boomerang does and what boomerang allows you to do is if you send an email to someone let's say i we get off the phone i send you an email and i'm asking you a question Mm -hmm. and then instead of me remembering i have sent you an email with a question that i'm waiting for an answer on and then write that on a post-it for myself or try to keep it in my mind right. or write a note on my calendar. Or like, make hey, like a separate hear... folder that's yeah. like undealt yeah. with. Right, sure. Yeah. Like, hey, if you don't hear back from her like in a week, follow up. Like those are notes I used to leave myself in my calendar yes. all the time because, again, anxiety. Um, so <laughs> Boomerang lets you like you press the little thing and then you say return if not replied to and then you can set the date or you can set the time and you can also schedule emails to send so like if you want to write an email but like maybe you're writing it on the weekend but you don't want to send it till monday you can like schedule it you can also schedule only if the person doesn't reply to you like and it's very easy to use and it has honestly changed my life because i used to have so much inbox anxiety and i used to always worry about like oh, I asked someone something, but like now I'm depending on them to get back to me. And what if I forget about this thing and I like lose the thread? And now I just, it's just, it's just right there and it boomerangs it back. And it's so fantastic. And it's the best thing ever. Wow. Like I Mm -hmm. didn't know this existed, which is not surprising. And if Jolie, who's on my team, um, which we're a team of two, she is my team. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. She's so much better email than I am. And she's probably, she's probably the one screaming at the episode right now being like, you guys, how did you not know? But like, (laughs) this would save me so much anxiety. Yeah. And time and time through your email and all that kind of stuff. And like, it's just like I right now. So I also have a podcast, fellow podcaster. And I just um, I got to do all these like amazing virtual events for my book tour because I put out a book during a pandemic. So instead of like going to a bookstore and asking someone to join me, we did that, but we did it on Zoom. Yeah. So we got to record all the conversations. So I just put them all up as like podcast episodes. I've been editing them. But I wanted to, like, once a week, um, you know, say something on Instagram about them. Yeah. I'm sure there's more apps where you can schedule all this stuff. Again, people younger are probably like, oh, my God, you are out of your mind. But (laughs) I, this morning, spent, like, you know, however much time, because I had time today, I don't know, half an hour or something. And I wrote for each episode, like, the little caption I want to write. Yeah. And I have my image. But I scheduled the email to go to me like at the same time every Monday morning. So I remember to post it. So I've already written my thing. It's like not on my mind and it's going to show up in my inbox and I don't have to go search for it. And it's so nice. My it's mind so is great. honestly blown by like the amount of automation now it will let you do mm-hmm. because my entire life is lists that I then lose. Yes. Of yes. handwriting that I cannot read and it's my yeah. own. Yeah. And, and, just forgetting things like and just like and like popping up in the middle of the night being like I like didn't do the thing I thought I was gonna do and it's like due in three hours and I totally forgot and like I used to be super type a when I was managing when I used to manage a team I used to have to Mm. you have to be type a when you're (laughs) in charge I had like a Mm -hmm. whole color-coded thing and now that I just really work for myself I've become like very lax but it's almost too lax and email anxiety inbox anxiety really kills Mm me yeah and I don't almost have to this is really this is going to change this. I hope this changes me. I'm going to just put that out there. I'm literally going to like write it down and it doesn't cost anything. I don't think so. Okay. 
I even if it did, I would pay for it honestly at this point. But like, I feel like if it does, it's so minimal that I can't remember because I get like upset about things that cost money that I don't think they like. Whatever. No, Certainly, I get it. No, I, I but, yeah. You know. I'm weird but about this, like apps that cost one ninety nine. Yeah. Even though I would spend like six dollars on something like way less useful. Totally. On totally. my credit card somewhere else. But totally, like I'm like totally. oh, one ninety nine. What are they? I should have confirmed this before we started. I feel like okay, I'll confirm it. After. I think that it might. I think maybe you get like a certain number free per month. Sure. But if you use more, it costs something, but not very much. Okay. This is exciting. Um. Did, did was there one event? in your pre-boomerang life Mm -hmm. that set you over the that you were like I this is a problem I have to fix did you forget something was there something did you drop the ball on something big like multiple things multiple times it wasn't so much (laughs) that I was dropping the ball it was like I always felt like I had to hold the ball (laughs) like and basically I didn't know this existed till Grace told me about it and Grace was just observing me be full of anxiety all the time about like wait (laughs) did I think I wrote this person wait did I hear back from this person yeah and I would say this kind of thing all the time basically interrupting our enjoyment of Bravo and she's like just use boomerang yeah yeah then we can watch below deck oh my god the four of us would be like a real quad like I think I feel, I feel like a lot of similarities a lot of things we could bring to the table Dan mm-hmm. and I well, you guys can sell us on below deck we would sell you on summer house Dan and I recently just figured out how to look at each other's google calendars we've been together for oh, seven wow. years and there's a lot of like and now that we have this loud puppy like uh-huh. like there's a lot of it was this a similar situation where Dan was like, you you forget that I have therapy like during this hour uh, and, and uh-huh. you have to take the dog. And I'm like, how am I supposed to know? And then I was like, invite me to your therapy thing. And he's like, that's weird. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm not going to go. I'm like, put it, put it on my calendar. And then I realized like, oh, I can. There's a way I can just see your calendar and yeah, it'll show yeah. up on my calendar as like a thing that maybe I need to be aware of. And then after that, it was like oh, we have, we can find another problem now yeah. because this yeah. one is solved. And it's all about like yeah. pushing three buttons. Yeah. But totally. it took us a really long yeah. time to get there. And I, I totally feel like Boomerang is going to be really yeah. exciting for me. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's so funny oh. you say that because years ago, I don't remember when, but years ago, Grace and I were like, oh, we should like have access to each other's calendars for everything you just described. And Grace took one look at mine and was like, nope, yeah. I'm out of here. Because like I put so much <laughs> on my calendar, like like it's just how I like, yeah. so I don't have it in my head. I yes. write it down. And she was like, no, there's too much. This is she's crazy. like, I'm and she's she going like, to start stealing your Zoloft. Yeah. yeah when she <laughs> I, get, I, I understand. Dan will probably say the same thing about me, but I put everything on the calendar, like yeah. social events. Like I send mm-hmm. friends. I'm one of those people who sends friends a Cal invite when we talk about hanging out. Mm-hmm. Some people think that's weird. I don't think that's weird. I will forget. I think it's great. Thank I'm you. Into it. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Because I don't know how to send calendar invites, but I know how to receive them okay so I am a, a, just a tad younger than you then because I I I, I got I understand how to send calendar invites but I don't know how to uh, organize my inbox on like priority and like start or whatever I just let the emails come Jolie yeah. once like yelled at me she's like are you not prioritizing your inbox and I was like um I'm your boss you can't judge me what are you doing <laughs> I was like so offended I had to play like authority card um <laughs> I will show you how to 
do a cal invite okay um, but if i don't send one to a friend when we talk about hanging out that friend will be calling me from wherever we're supposed to be meeting being mm-hmm. like hey like are you coming and i'm still on the couch yeah. watching Bravo. yeah yeah so yeah. it has to be that way yeah and i have to schedule like when the dog needs her flea medication mm-hmm. when the cats yeah. oh, have totally. to but like i can't keep totally. that stuff in my head i have things that repeat like once a year like like the car um needs to the be inspected car. It's all, right, and it's always the car. The car. I, I wish this was a video so people could see the just gesture you just made. Well, I have to say that because we spent a lot of time at the DMV the other day because we forgot the car. It's just like, a, you know, the pandemic ruined something in me and that like we did nothing for so long now that like doing anything, even like mm-hmm. just the routine stuff is like, what do you mean I have to go to the DMV? And yeah, like, yeah. I was like, if anyone pulls me over for the car registration, I'll just be like, we're in a pandemic. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that I had work. to get something notarized the other week. Oh, my and God. I was like, I was like oh, this will take a day. <laughs> <laughs> this is a day of my life. Oh, my God. That is the kind of task that I would spend three days wringing my hands over. <laughs> totally. Go do it. And then spend the next two days before I have to bring the notarized item somewhere being like, I did it wrong. Something about this is that was too easy. It was uh-huh. too easy to go to that post uh-huh. office and get this thing notarized totally. and totally. and be afraid that I did it wrong. Wow. You and I really <laughs> keeping the keeping the keeping the pharmaceutical companies and therapists <laughs> in business. I mean, I mean, someone has to. Someone has to. That's my that's my personal talent I bring to the world. Um <laughs> Do you have, I can't believe we've been talking for this long and I promised to get you up before 11 and now it's 11. Before we sign off, I'm very excited about Boomerang. I'm like very excited about you watching Summer House. Yeah, I am too. Bringing it back to Simply Julia. Also, Mm -hmm. like how cool is it that like, like publishers are so, um, have so many opinions about names of books or whatever to have a cookbook called Simply Julia and it's not Julia Child. That is so (laughs) cool. Like, do you feel very cool about that? Well, um, it's sort of like you asking about like the book coming out, you know, on the year anniversary of the pandemic. And it's like, you know, good for home cooks. And it's like, was that a plan? And right. it's like, um, you know, like I wasn't named after Julia Child and my parents didn't know I would like love to cook so much. Um, it was my childhood nickname. I like Julia, the child. Sure. I was called that because I love to cook. Um so for me, it's just like something that feels really like fun and funny and, um, you know, like yeah I'll take it it's great I don't really know it's amazing though because like in a world like I can kind of hear that like as someone who's published books before too like when you have all these conversations about titles there's always someone in the room being like if we call it simply Julia some people might think Mm -hmm. it's a Julia Child but this Mm -hmm. just means like you are you are so um known and important as a standalone that Julia Child can go because because well, <laughs> people know who you are and I think that that's amazing yeah um also like there's a picture of me on the cover that's which true. is like a little scary but like I think it's like I feel like it's pretty clear that I'm a different person but if it's not like I feel like people you know obviously like her books <laughs> if you buy mine by accident and you think it's Julia Tyler publishing hers? a new I mean, book hey, in 2021 great. I have yeah. some sad news to share with you um 
is this your house? Is this a photo? That's of- my house. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. jealous. That kitchen rules. <laughs> um, before we go, do you have a favorite recipe? Someone who picks up this book for the first time, mm-hmm. maybe who just bought the book. Where do they start? Mm-hmm. Um, what's your go to? What's Grace's favorite dinner? Like what's the what's the okay. meal in here that you have made the most and you never get tired of? Just tell us. I'm going to give you a few answers, but I'm going to make it quick. Please. Um, the recipe I probably make the most often is that any frozen fruit and cornmeal cobbler. It's in the dessert chapter. You basically use any type of frozen fruit. Excellent. Um, and then you make this really simpler cobbler topping, which is basically like a cornbread topping. You spoon it on. Like if you can make pancake batter, you can make this. You put it in the oven. I make this all the time, like once a week. Wow. I eat it for dessert like almost every night. I'll often eat it for breakfast. I was going to say, yogurt. I, oh, great. Excellent. Yeah. I love, I love it. That. Also, the white pizza style kale is so good. And it could be any green. It could be, you know, like um, broccoli rob or spinach or whatever or kale or a mix of all these things. You basically just cook it with a bunch of garlic and then you put some ricotta and mozzarella on top, run it under the broiler and then put all the things you would put on a slice of pizza. So like dried oregano, garlic powder, some grated Parmesan. It's so good. I'm in. I make it all the time. And then Grace's favorite recipe you asked about that yes. or, or about like what she likes. Maybe you asked. Anyway, yes, yes, yes. Um, what is she asking for? You mentioned this recipe earlier, the everything bagel hand pies. That is her favorite recipe. I made some yesterday because I've been doing every other week. I'm teaching these cooking classes online mm-hmm. and I love it. And it's so much fun. And I used to hate doing demos and classes because I felt really awkward because I was like standing in front of people and I was like, it's very this theatrical. Feels weird. Yeah. yeah. But now I can do it on Zoom from home and I'm in my home kitchen where I'm like Easier. the most comfortable. So yesterday I taught a brunch class and I made the everything bagel hand pies. So Grace and I had the recipe makes for, we each had one yesterday and then we each had one for lunch today. I made a little chopped salad and we had those and it was awesome. That sounds incredible. It's great. I'm ready. Like, like the possibilities are endless for me. And by that, I mean, I'm just going to put post-it notes in the book and put it on Dan's desk <laughs> later and be like, just some ideas. Um, I love it. Julia Tertian, thank you so much for coming to G Thanks Just Bought It. Thank you for having me. This was so fun and it flew by and I feel like I've like known you a long time. Um, and um, <laughs> We're best friends This now. was great. Yeah. Um, BFF. I can't forever. wait for you to come back and tell us about the wet hat that you're going to wear. It's going to keep you cool at the farm. I have a lot of questions, but I want, I, you're right. I want you to use it first. I want you to have a full review. Yeah. Um, we could do like a farm gear that's episode, an excellent but maybe when I like have a little bit more experience I think at the end of the summer we'll have you back and I'll, Dan has been on the show before because I like roped him in he came on in December to talk about all the things I bought in the year that he hated um and and I think you guys I would just let you guys talk because I feel like you would have a real convo about great. farming and low quats and things of that nature that I'm like uh-huh sure yeah um <laughs> Uh, but, and, but the, the wet hat feels so right. Um, it feels so right. Uh, and, and I can't wait to hear what you think about summer house and I can't wait to start using boomerang and maybe turn into a a little bit more of an organized person again. I loved having you and I know everyone's going to love this episode. You guys, I will link to everything we talked about in the show notes, including the muck boots. You can tell me which, oh, yeah. which boots oh, you know, and including blundstones. Yeah, I'm all boomerang it and I'll, fu- <laughs> and I want you to not answer that email just so I can then take advantage 
of my newfound boomerang. I'm going to teach you how to send a calendar invite. Like it's it's amazing. And you guys simply Julia, 110 easy recipes for healthy comfort food um, is available wherever you buy books. I suggest buying it at the indie bookstore um, of your choice. And remember, this is her handwriting. Incredible. I just love you. I'm so happy you came. Thank you so much for being here. This is great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely.